0: The word darkness can mean different things to different people. Hi, I'm Brian Wright with Sin Relief. When you hear the word darkness, you might think of being in a room where the lights have just gone out. Or the word darkness might have more of a spiritual definition for you. You might picture one person or a million people who've not yet heard the gospel. Not long ago, there was a group of people in Southeast Asia who were trapped in two very different kinds of darkness. desperately needed someone to rescue them by bringing spiritual and literal light and that's just what someone did. Here is their story of hope.
1: They chased the people from their lands or they attacked them or did different things to discourage them, and that's a polite way to say it, to discourage them to leave. The major event three years ago was an all-out genocide where about a million people were able to leave the country fleeing for their lives. Many more countless others did not make that journey. The Rohingya refugee crisis has been going on for quite some time 25 years, maybe more. Simply put, a people group called the Rohingya live between the borders of Bangladesh and Myanmar. Most of the people have or did live in Myanmar, right next to Bangladesh. However, the government of Myanmar wasn't pleased with them there. Most of the people of Myanmar are Buddhist. And uh, Rohingya are mostly Muslim.
2: Stories of Hope is a podcast about brave men and women around the world who are meeting the physical needs of hurting communities and sharing God's love as they go. In this episode, Send Relief partner Chris Mauger explains how Send Relief is helping families who've been forced to flee their homes. This is episode number 88, Let There Be Light. the word darkness can have lots of different meanings.
1: Currently, there are more than a million refugees in Bangladesh from the Rohingya people group. They've gone through traumatic events where either they personally have been a victim of the genocide or they know family, friends, neighbors who had it happen to them.
2: There was once a place on the other side of the world where there was darkness in every sense of the word, spiritual
1: darkness
0: and
2: literal darkness.
1: In those camps, there's a a series of 25 camps all located near each other. And those people are subject to a lot of fear because the people did not feel safe. The NGO, different groups from around the world, uh, UN and Red Cross and all these different groups are there during the day, and so is the Army. That keeps peace and it keeps light on them what's going on. However, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, all these groups must leave and then the local police are in charge and they don't really respond or they don't come nearby. So from 3 in the afternoon until the next morning, the camp is just there as it is, and people are very fearful of others because there's crimes that happen of all sorts. However, you can't stay inside and if people don't stay inside from three in the afternoon until the next day, you can't do that. And so putting up street lamps helps because then there's puts light on, you know, darker areas where it's dangerous.
2: This is where Send Relief has stepped in to help refugee families feel safer, gain access to better housing, and learn the enduring love of our Savior.
1: Send Relief has been a godsend. They've been around for quite a while and they've helped us in, in our ministry in many different ways. Some of the more practical things that we were able to do through them, and still, even to this day, are still in the process of, was we installed solar power street lamps in the refugee camps.
2: And that set the stage for what came next. Send Relief Team's new Rohingya refugees deserve to learn that not only are there different kinds of darkness, but there are also different kinds of light. And so, as local Bangladeshi teams ministered to refugee families' physical needs, they also
1: began sharing the gospel. Some of the people that we work with, the Bangladeshi believers, have developed a love for the Rohingya people. And one person in particular I'm thinking of goes to the camps regularly and uses said relief funds and is able to disciple people. People have come to faith in the camps. This
2: involvement of Bangladeshi Christians is extraordinary for several reasons. First, because travel in this area of the world is very difficult. And second, because it's very rare for Bangladeshi people to not only interact with, but care for Rohingya refugees.
1: The Rohingya people in Bangladesh are very much unwanted by the Bangladeshi people. I asked local people, why is this? What's, what did they do wrong? There's a lot of prejudice built up. Therefore, they don't want them there. The Rohingya people realize that. The government of Bangladesh will not allow the people of the refugee camps to work. They do not allow the people to leave the camps very far. They can go a little distance, but not a long distance from the camps, like maybe 10 miles. And then there's checkposts to make sure that the Rohingya people don't go outside of that area. The Children are only allowed school up until fourth grade, maybe less than that. They're not allowed to learn the Bongo language.
2: Obviously, this kind of social exclusion doesn't only have a physical impact on the families. Being exiled out of community has a very real emotional and spiritual impact as well, especially on the children.
1: Now, I pray that people open up their hearts and open up their minds and their homes to these different refugees because they really need help. I think, added to all this, that Satan is involved in this, in that he keeps them separated, and he keeps the people in fear of each other, and fear of outside, just fear of so many different things. And then feeling unloved, added to that, that, I think this is where Satan works to keep these people isolated from the gospel.
2: The good news is you can be part of the solution. Since many refugees are being denied entrance to surrounding nations, Christians in America have a unique opportunity to welcome and care for new neighbors.
1: The refugees many times, if they leave the country, leave Bangladesh, you know, to go to a westernized country or some other place, they're new there. They're in need of everything. And as you know, sometimes either Local people in that given area don't know that refugees have entered their area or they don't don't like that refugees have entered that area. I think we need to flip that upside down and say, you know, please, if refugees come to this area, let us know, meaning the church and or believers, and we want to show the love of Christ to these people. Communities in the U.S. can welcome refugees in by many different ways. Now today we're talking about Rohingya, but quite frankly, it could be with any ethnic group. The people who come are going to be very needy and very unaware.
2: Apart from ensuring that new refugees are given a warm welcome, there are specific ways you can pray for the Rohingya people, their families that were left behind, and the uncertain futures that lie ahead of them.
1: There's several different ways you can pray both for us and for the people And the first one that comes to my mind, quite honestly, is uh, perseverance because the number is so great. As I mentioned, in, in the cluster of camps closest to the Myanmar border, there's almost a million people. And the government of Bangladesh is very strict about who's allowed to enter the camps and who's not allowed to enter the camp. They don't want Christians there because they're not a Christian nation, to say the least. I also believe very truly that when somebody is open and truly seeking that God makes sure that somebody gets there. And wouldn't it be so fun if either it was you or was, or was me or somebody else who was that person that God use, uses to go and be the, you know, be the messenger that day. So pray for that. Um, and then finally, to pray for perseverance that we would continue the work no matter what the obstacles are. Pray for an openness among the people. Be open to God and what he might lead you to. Like I said, we need a helper. We need lots of helpers. It might be you. This could be the phone call. This could be the time where God is calling you and saying, you know what? I have this job and it's set aside for you. Think about that for a moment. That the God of the world, the creator, comes to you personally and says, come this way. Follow me this way. That's what he did for my wife and I. What about you? Is it time for you to obey God in this way?
0: The people you just heard about are a small part of the world's refugee population. Right now, there are more than 51 million mothers and fathers and boys and girls who've been forced from their homes and now have nowhere safe to go. Thousands of them come to the U.S. and Canada every year. To find out simple, practical ways you and your church can care for them and share the gospel with them, visit Sin Relief online at sinrelief.org. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify Podcasts and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you've liked what you've heard here, rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. This is Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Join me in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.